Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this year-end capping episode <laughs> this year. We, we got to get this year out of the way. This year, <laughs> this year fucking blows. This year's got to go. This is our end-of-the-year wrap-up. Normally, we do the... This has been the fourth annual Hollow Weekly Awards, but no one has claimed their prize yet of whatever coupons we have lying around in our mail basket. I don't know True. why. It's <laughs> so, baffling. Baffling. I don't know why. I mean, I... I'm sure there's like, you know, 75 cents off a uh, toilet paper or something like that. Well, that's valuable these days. That's yeah, solid gold. So uh, we got our top five of the year, and then we are going to guess what we're going to make a we're going to take a shot in the dark of what our favorite films will be in 2021, assuming by then, uh, you know, theaters are back <laughs> up. <laughs> Well, we at least know we at least know the Warner Brother the Warner Brother movies. Uh, we'll be able to see day one at home. So yes. As for Paramount, and, you know all the other ones, the indie indie guys. So let's let's just let's just talk about this for for a minute because this was a really really strange year. Yeah. Um, I feel like the biggest horror story. Not non-political, not like Stephen King causing like whatever, but like like horror breakout story was that the host, the shutter streaming phenomenon. That felt like the biggest Yeah. Yeah, that definitely definitely took over. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean and it totally fit the bill for twenty twenty two since once everyone was on lockdown, they're like, you know, we're gonna get together and talk on Skype or Zoom and all this other shit. And you ended up only really doing it like once. And then, right. right. Then like, well, yeah. it was it, it was one of those movies though that comes around when where there's a lot of buzz on the edges for like people who don't watch horror movies that much or watch them but don't like they're they don't consider themselves genre fans. Where that movie yeah. was scare, scaring the shit out of them. Like, I was hearing a lot of buzz about how scary it was, which which do, you don't get for a lot of movies. No, I even saw a bunch of people on uh, on TikTok talking about it. Like, it would show them watching the movie or starring the movie, and then it would cut to them at the end of the film, and they're, like, crying and right. shit like that. So, like, it had a lot of, it had a lot of buzz. It hit, it hit right. the right moment. Yeah, yeah. That was a big thing. I think the biggest mainstream movie that managed to make it out in the year was invisible man probably right yeah 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 because everything else got pushed like fast and furious i mean this is on on horror movies but like wonder woman at the time at the time it's kind of crazy now that's going to come out like in like three days like in our lives right, right, that's, right. that's like that's still blowing my mind i think it's so awesome. yeah it's got I think the last one's got to be invisible man i think yeah that was the biggest and then everything else kind of got pushed out quiet place two got torpedoed along with everything else so oh, the fact God. that was invisible man was the last movie i think i saw in the theater at all horror or not i think that was my final I think- movie experience theater experience I think it was. We saw Birds of Prey twice in the theater, but I don't. I don't remember if we saw like Birds of Prey and then Invisible Man and then Birds of Prey again. I think it was Birds of Prey twice, and then it was, we ended it with um, Invisible Man. Interesting. So, so that was a big story, and then uh, you know, also it, it just felt to me like a lot of the streaming thing 
people were rediscovering all the streaming channels because they were home all the time. So I saw like a, a lot of horror fans started talking about Tubi. A lot of oh, horror fans. Oh yeah, a lot of stuff about Tubi. Right, a lot of horror fans finally discovered Shutter if they hadn't already. They discovered Amazon Prime's got a decent catalog. Like there, it was just funny watching everyone navigate the new, yeah, <laughs> like like, like ecosystem to find right? something good to watch. <laughs> but I don't feel like if you had told me, if you had, if you had told me in advance that things would play out like this, if I had thought people had nine months of no theaters. And they had to like sort of self-serve in a way, you know, streaming wise, I would have thought some old horror things would have like re-risen. You know, like that Last Dance Michael Jordan documentary kind of made everyone root nostalgic for Jordan. Everyone was sharing it like in real time. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would have thought like, like when summer came around, there would have been like a Jaws like everyone's got to like watch party the shit out of this across the country. Like I expected something to have like a, a like a resurrection, and I don't feel like that really happened. Maybe it was just because everyone was so bummed out. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was kind of bum central, man. Like everything was like kind of sucked. Like as, as we were talking and like putting our list together, like I think I actually watched less horror this year, and I wonder if it's because like everything is kind of blue. It's like, I can't go to the theater. You know? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff that came out, but I wonder if, like, yeah. you know, if it was because of COVID, we were like, like, we didn't even put up, like, a lot of Halloween decorations. I did some stuff inside, and I just didn't yeah. put a lot of shit outside because I was like, well, what's the point? Point. What out there? The gardeners <laughs> are going to come. I have to pick it up, put that shit back out there. But when Christmas came, we threw that tree, we threw that tree up quick. We like, we, <laughs> That's true. I was That's like, true. I need some holly jolly spirits. That's true. No, we, to be fair, we do have uh, the la- uh, haunted house Lego thing we built, so I guess that's very uh, that's that's in the yeah. horror the horror. Yeah, room. you and Alex, you and Alex worked on that for how long? We're not done. <laughs> <laughs> we got like we got like six more bags we got to do, and then, and then I think she's in the other room for Christmas. I got her the Disney Lego castle, and I think it's like eight hundred pieces uh, more than that one. So, so oh man, so we're gonna have a hands full of Legos. I feel like you're like grinding in one of those video games with the with the universe. like wow, like, like you're leveling up and yeah, exactly. Except for you're doing it in Legos in real in real. Yeah, time. it's it's rough. <laughs> I watched as much horror as I always do. I, I just, I think, first of all, for you, I know horror, a lot of, like, there's a lot of fun to it for you. So, like, seeing the the marquee at the theater and, and like, getting to walk and watch a crowd react, like, a lot of that's a big deal to you, like, ex- experience-wise. And there was no Halloween haunts. You, we couldn't visit anything to like go to Universal or Rain of We did get the or, Ellie Haunted Hayride in the tribe because they had a very cool isolated thing. And we did. And one bad. All these years, people who listen to the show regularly know that I talk about that one year being great and it sucks ass. And now it's like, hey, I mean, you, got, you pulled through when we needed you. <laughs> That's true. They definitely they were pinch hitting and they did a great job. With yeah. So so yeah, I I think that's I think that's you know it would be interesting to find out from from the listeners how how they've taken it. Did the twenty twenty uh, more horror, less horror, or the same? Right. Like because I could see it go either way. Because some for some people horror is therapeutic, so you might watch it more if it's a really edgy year. For some people, you know, too much darkness just becomes overwhelming. So like. 
it, it's it it would be interesting to find out how how it went for the the viewers. I know that for my top five list, I've got a really unusual list. Unusual, not just because some of them are unusual films, but just unusual for me. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm wondering if the weirdness of the year even affected the kind of thing I would enjoy because I have a movie on this list that I don't think if it had happened in any other year would have made my top 20, let alone my top five. But for oh, some reason, for some reason, I love this movie. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't explain it except everything about it. Like, it doesn't make sense. I, I It should be the kind of movie where I should be like, you know, Matt on, but, you know, I, you know I don't know. I, I love this movie. <laughs> you know what I did watch a lot of? What's that? Disney Channel original movies. On Disney Plus. Oh, right. That's right. And Disney Plus gave us Mandalorian, too. Well, it gave us Mandalorian, but growing up, so, like, they put all the movies from the Disney Channel, like, the Disney Channel original films, like, the, mm-hmm. the really, they're, like, low-budget, kind of cheesy. I didn't grow up with Disney Channel, so Alex was like, you gotta watch all these. So we watched Smart House, which had uh, the nanny in it. Like, she plays the nanny, <laughs> or no, the house. It's like a smart house before, like, Alexa's were the thing. Like, and then, uh, a Xenon girl of the 21st century. I think oh, I watched wow. more Disney Channel originals than I did horror movies this year. I don't know any of these. I don't know any of yeah. this. Yeah. So, but but to be clear to listeners, Xenon did not come out this year, and I couldn't put it on the list if I wanted to. So, it's <laughs> for this thing, for this thing from from uh, from a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, but we and we 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 actually, you know, we should talk just for a second about because I think. You know, it's not horror, but the biggest, along the topic of the streaming thing, kind of the big breakout phenomenons, I think Mandalorian, nothing's bigger than that, right? Is that the biggest of the year? Well, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or for a lot of people, yeah. I mean, I've, I still haven't finished it. I'm still, I have three more episodes left. The episode yep. Robert Rodriguez directed, and then the last two. I, I've had the ending spoiled. But luckily, I don't care about spoilers, too. You know what, though? It's not the spoilers that bug me. Like, I don't care about it because, like, I get into movies, like, real hardcore. Like, when I watch them, like, I I believe every minute of it. Like, I can get into the world and, like, fucking dig it. It's yeah. like the need – and, I'm, and I, I'll say this. I'm guilty of this, too. There's a thing in, like, this nerdy <laughs> fandom thing about being the first one to say you saw it. Right. Like when a game trailer comes out, you like you want to be the first one of your friends to be like, "Look at this game trailer!" Like there's like something like, like it's you know, sure. I don't know how it's rewarding or like what it's triggering off in the brain that makes you think <laughs> that's a great thing. But like when the f- season finale came out, like it was it was still like Thursday night, like it was like midnight and it was like trending and people were talking about it on Twitter and I'm like, but like they weren't talking about like they were of course they were excited, but there was that you could feel that nerdiness of like you know they get some kind of like bragging points of like being the first one. And I'm just, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm curious what that is being that I'm guilty of it myself. I talk about it. Like it's sick to me that I was part, I used to be like that, but I'm curious of what that is. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. Totally. I mean, a lot of that stuff is probably just training for that's for evolution, right? Like you, if, if you incentivize a pack of creatures to be really quick on the alert, when you're standing around the water hole and like something creeps around from back and tries to kill you, if you're all wired to be like, Ooh, check it out. <laughs> like, like that, <laughs> that's probably an advantage. Right. So that probably, that probably sits there is like, 
ooh, guess what I heard is probably next time funny. I see next time I get annoyed because it's not even the spoiler. Like again, I don't care about the story part. It's just next, but next time I see, it, I'll go. They're survivors. I get it. <laughs> right. Or it's like, you know, proving that you have a sharp perception. Like you caught it. Like you caught it right away. Like you were on it. You know, like you're a good... All of that is just... Well, there's nothing really sharp about it. I mean, they just went... What way it's the credits? Well, sure. Good, good point. That's a good, very good point. <laughs> anyway, it, it became a huge phenomenon. And it's really interesting to me because... Um, I, this is old news for everybody at this point because Mandalorian's old news, but like we, we don't get to talk about non-horror very often. So, you know, th what, what's intriguing to me about this is I wouldn't have pegged it to be a phenomenon. It feels too well done, a little too minimal, a little too spare. It doesn't feel big enough to be the hit that it became, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's really interesting that it's so huge. I have Facebook friends that are on opposite ends of the ending and i'll talk to you about it when we're done recording because it's like part of it's like it's one of the, it's kind of eye rolling and you're like come on man like come on you know what i'm saying but then i saw like you know another friend who you know praising it and i was like there, well, there we go <laughs> yeah but re regardless of the ending just the season everything i've seen you know from the, you know even from the beginning season up to now is just so well done, a little more violent than I would have thought Disney would get away with, and and a little more harsh. <laughs> yeah. Right? The only thing that, the only big hit that show took for me was I just can't buy the villain at all. I can't buy Moff Gideon as a villain. I can't find him interesting. There was a moment when I was watching one episode where this this just underling comes in with some news. This is like a famous scene. Like picture like those underlings with the with the round stupid hats and they run in and they tell Darth Vader like the rebels are approaching or whatever. Right. And you can see how that would play out in your mind, right? So like the underling comes in and then Moff Gideon it goes it goes, sir. And Moff Gideon turns around with the most ridiculous, like slow turn evil you know, furrowed brow, like, like comical bad guy, like move. I just got, it was just it was so the whole time awful. You were that, the whole time you were telling <laughs> me about that, I was like, oh yeah, he's kind of like the season villain. Like, I don't even like. <laughs> right. Like, like, I, yeah, I mean, like really like, you know, right. I don't, I don't like hate it. I think it's, I think it's, I think he's, that actor's, that actor's awesome. But to me, it's more like, fuck yeah, this is Star Wars, dude. Like, let's go, let's go do something. Yeah, no, right. Star I just Wars think, shit. I always think of like top notch villains and like this villain blows. I actually bought Werner Herzog as the villain more than, 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 than this guy, which is, <laughs> which is a weird, which is weird. But anyway, everything else about it is, is pretty excellent. So it's just intriguing because it's, you know, there's this one episode where, it feels like it could have been something out of the Criterion Collection where like it's filmed like Seven Samurai and like whatever. Like that's a little too uh So you're too kind of flat. Now. Did you go to the episode past that? No. No. So we're caught not up. Past it. Yeah. Yeah. So well not the spoilers though. We're not, not the finale. Yeah, mm -hmm. so but we I think we both have three episodes left. We right. should use the Disney Watch Party app. We should definitely, because when we, yeah, we could absolutely, and which, by the way, that's another thing that's happening is everyone is getting really good at this. Sling's <laughs> got a great watch party app. Disney's got a great watch party. Amazon's Disney's is. Disney's was good. It had to sync up. We watched Home Alone. Three, three households got together and watched Home Alone last night, and I think it only had to sync up, like, 
once or, or two or three times. Actually. Okay. It was pretty, but it, but it worked and it got us all there. And then we just created a Facebook group chat on our phone so we could just talk and like shit on each other. Like every time, like when the, when the guys come and they knock over the the statue, I filmed it and I was like Chris driving, and then like everyone kept calling me Uncle Frank, and I was like, God damn, like, Uncle Frank's the worst. Uncle Frank is the worst. I forgot how much he makes <laughs> his so skin crawl. He's so good. They're they're in the airplane. He's like, this is real crystal, honey. Put it in the bag. Put it like, no, it's like, just do it. He's the worst. <laughs> He's There's the no worst, Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank and no, he's the worst. He's the worst man. Like the moment when everyone realizes what they've done, everyone's like absorbing the blow, and he's just like, "That's horrible. This is horrible." I'm shut up. <laughs> like you're never serious, and the one moment when everyone just needs to be soft pedal, that's when you gotta like. Man, he's a psychic vampire. That, right? Dude, watching <laughs> it, I was watching it this time, and I was like, "Man, you know how fun it would be." To like get to like I'm not an actor by any stretch like I've never done anything but like I was just watching I was like how fun would it be to like go on set and just be Uncle Frank <laughs> like you just have to be a <laughs> shithead to like <laughs> everyone like that'd it's, be you, so fun you gotta be a method actor for that you gotta be like I'm method I'm doing I, method I keep right apologizing now. but look what you did you little jerk I'm sorry no, I'm not really a jerk <laughs> I think I actually I be a pretty good Uncle Frank. I think I could do it. All right. <laughs> so Uncle Frank is a good segue to horror. So back to so our Jesus top five. Wept. Jesus wept. Our top five here. Um, I can kick off because um, I, you know it's it was a weird year for horror. I'm not gonna lie, but um, I found some stuff. So let me just because I teased it. Let me start with the movie. That I just shouldn't love, <laughs> but I do. Ah, I wonder which one you're going with. So, so this movie is called Butchers. So, Butchers is a complete remake of Wrong Turn. Like it is a total wrong. Really? Turn. Yeah, it is an absolutely rip off of Wrong Turn. Like it's not trying to hide it. It's really blatant. But there's something also really, really kind of original about it. I love the 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 main character, the main villain, basically. Um, I really, really like the main villain because he's uh, he's got like this weird charisma, which is really um, become kind of cool. And the 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 twist they gave it to not make him like mutant cannibals like what they did here i don't want to spoil but it was really really well done um i think the thing is that i just don't like movies that are this derivative very often i mean this is just wrong turn <laughs> but, but right we're getting a new one up right 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 totally right but what's cool about it is it's to me, it's like one of those things that until you say it out loud, you don't realize it. So like, you know, you don't, you don't really realize till you say it out loud that like witches have been underserved in horror, right? When you think about monsters like vampires, werewolves, zombies, you know, they, they all have like huge chunks of real estate and witches right. only have, witches have like less than 10 great movies, right? Over time, right? So... They just didn't get as big a run as some of the other stuff. And then with this one, you don't realize that the wrong turn setting 
in horror is just so good, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like that that kind of backwoods, not Cabin in the Woods, because Cabin in the Woods that genre is different because you're 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 stuck in one place, even though the place is atmospheric, you're basically stuck in a spot and the radius around a spot, right? Right. But like Wrong Turn is like you're roaming all over the place. The the threat is the woods and it's the being cut off from civilization, right? So like, and I just love that. And this movie does it really well and you don't get it well done that often. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. 2020. I feel like your list is going to be my my uh, watch list. <laughs> so I can finally <laughs> undo the balance of Disney originals and, <laughs> and actual horror movies. Because that's something right up my alley. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty good, man. Did you see the trailer pretty... for the new Wrong Turn? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I didn't even know it was out. <clears throat> um, curious what you think. It looks like, to be honest with you, it just kind of looks like a cheap horror movie. But that... It can sometimes I'll be a fantastic it. thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll <laughs> so, check it out though, because I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm a, like I like I said, I was just talking about how I like that. So I I I'll see. It. I still haven't seen any of the other wrong turns. So maybe before I get excited about that, I should sit down and check those out. Well, wrong turn is is like that's what I'm saying end. though. It's, I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad you weren't gonna <laughs> let me run off that bridge because <laughs> no, wrong turn is like it's like the Amityville franchise. I mean, there's yeah. like 18 films and only like, you know, 2.5 good ones. <laughs> like, or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. Wrong Turn really only has one and two is a weird kind of like, really its own weird thing. And then somewhere later, there's some good chunks of time in like four and maybe like whatever, but then it's over. <laughs> like, it's not. So it's, you're not in it for the. I mean, you're not. You can't. You can't ride the franchise out on that one. It's not. It's not for some reason. It's not charming enough. Like Phantasm, which has terrible sequels in it. I'm not gonna lie. More bad than good out of the whole count. But like, it's so friggin' charming <laughs> that you, you know just it forgive is. it all the way through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but not wrong. Not wrong turn. What did you see that was good this year? All right. Well, I, I don't think I have these in any particular list of like best of favorite. These are just five, so I'm just gonna go down the list here well, and let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Scare Package. Yeah, I thought Scare Package was a shit ton of fun, and I, I also like the fact that it it changed the um, the way they did the last drive in. So they kept doing reviews and introducing the films or, or it, it, introducing the segments. I thought that was really creative. I really liked it. It was also just a blast because I haven't yeah. seen like a good anthology horror film in a long time. We also interviewed uh, Aaron Kuntz for the well, the podcast and he was right. a blast to talk to. Um, he was. It was just – and honestly, they're like we, – we were going to do an episode about this. Um, we, we talked about it, about – having catching or uh catching movies live like with like particularly talking about like the last drive-in like for me right. it feels different like i know we'll eventually probably watch the christmas one um but like mm -hmm. because i missed that one i think i missed the halloween one i, I missed them live i i 
tried no i actually i think i went back and i tried tried rewatching the very very first one they aired on shutter where they did like i think it was castle freak and and something else i don't remember oh um, that's right but so i tried watching that but it just didn't feel the same like when we watched um all the other things like when we watched heathers when we watched what was the one with the cops the uh and the and the, and the uh oh it had that one guy who was in tales from the crypt uh dead heat or something like that yes yeah oh that was yeah, that was like really we watched fun. like we watched a handful of those and like it just it just feels different and and luckily scare package was the one that we caught live and like it just felt like an event like it felt like we were like getting to experience this really cool new horror film with a bunch of people at the same time and on top of that they were good <laughs> so that, that that helps most of them are pretty good there's a few in there that weren't our favorite but overall like it's a, it's a it's a really good it's a really good movie um also, like anthologies are just so hard to come by. Yep, they're just so hard to come. Well, by. your your pick and my pick have in common that they're they're unique. Like they're unique. They're their own thing. You don't get that. I think that was the, my favorite thing about Scare Package was I just hadn't felt anything like that out of horror in a long time. Yeah, right. Like you know, which was really cool. This movie. This movie has a. This is my. This might sound weird, but I think Scare Package has a really cool attitude towards it. Yep, that's a perfect way to put it. The movie knows what it is. It's going to have fun, but it's still going to give you... You'd have a great conversation with this movie if, if it, you were at a bar and it, and it sat next to you. That's how I met movie. Alex. We were talking about scary stories to tell the dark, so it leads to a great engagement. So, so maybe me and Scare Package got a thing. Who knows? Scare, package could change, scare Package could change your life. Who knows? Yeah, go to the bar when, it's, when, it, when, it, when you get your shot. And then uh, uh, get your vaccine, yep. and then talk yep. about scare package. Be responsible, people. All right, so that's my that's one of my first. Yeah. Of the year. So number four on my list is the dark and the wicked. This is a really weird cool time. pick for me. This is a weird pick for me too. Um, it's 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 by Brian Bertino, who who's the director of the original The Strangers, um, uh, uh, and and a couple other things that are. I mean, he's he's got chops, but. This movie is supernatural. It's paranormal. And one of the things that I really... I don't want to spoil it because I think this is a big part of the impact of this. But one of the things I really like about this movie is it's one of those movies where the opening is so good. Right. So, And I, I don't know why I, I love this like sub-genre of horror movies. But like there's a sub-genre of horror movies where the opening is so strong. So like original halloween right like that opening just becomes legendary and you talk about it and you're like so so it's just it's just not that it's necessarily better than anything that comes after it it's just so damn good right or like jason lives uh friday the 13th part six where the opening is just so notably really great right so like i love when a movie can start really really strong like that i don't feel like a lot of movies do that with extended sequences. It's easy to do like a really short one and like like a gotcha and then and then move into you know like whatever. But but to pull it off over a long stretch, like because of the opening sequence, I think is like 12, 15 minutes, have it all be amazing, <laughs> right? Then you just know you're in for a ride, which was one of the things I really like about it. And then the other thing I really like about it is that then it kind of becomes the shining. Which I wouldn't have expected from from uh, that director, but um, because 
the strangers felt really um, sparse and really um, direct, like really brutal, right? Like, uh, I, you know, it, it felt like um, it felt like, uh, you know, like watching someone try to, you know, play around with their car broken, broken down on the side of the road. And then this guy just rocks up and like kicks it and starts <laughs> like the strangers was just like, here's a little backstory. Here's like whatever. Now we're going to terrify the shit out of you for 60 minutes. We're out like, you know, and that the, the to have this with a movie that has like some lore to it and some re- a lot of atmosphere to it and like kind of like complexity like the shining would have like i just didn't expect that and i, I found i found it really 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 well done right um and the ending is pretty cool too so um i really like this i like this one and i like that it took me by surprise a lot of surprises this year in fact yes my, my next pick i mean yes. how could we not have this on the list i mean coming out of nowhere and just taking you know, at least Twitter by the balls for a little while. <laughs> Everyone was talking about it. Uh, I'm gonna go with the host. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's got to be on there. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way you do a best of 2020 and host is not on there. It's that <laughs> good. It's yeah. that good. It, it's it knows it knows how good it is that it was like 50 minutes. We're in. Yep. We're out. There's yep. YouTube videos longer than me. There's. Yep. <laughs> there's TED Talks yep. longer than me yep. I ain't about that life I'm gonna get in I'm gonna scare out of you and I'm gonna get out that's what I was doing I, I ain't like, about that life is my favorite yeah I took a drag of cigarettes like fuck this color shit <laughs> Halloween Kills is gonna get postponed Quiet Place 2 is gonna get postponed Contrary. well so we we talked about host already but I do have one new little thing to contribute that I find fascinating so because I because because of Halloween Weekly social media and the fact that we're active on it, you know, you see a lot of stuff that's themed like that. And I noticed that there were a lot of people who were, you know, you know, talking about sort of like Easter eggs or like implications of what happened to this character or what did it mean that this appeared on the screen or whatever. And I get the distinct impression that like 95% of that was not intended by the direct, the makers of this movie at all. Right. (laughs) Like it the movie was way too stripped down and way too fast and way too whatever. And, but the horror fans start creating lore out of it, like seeing patterns where, you know, like they're not necessarily, I'm not saying that their interpretations are just as valid as anyone else's. That's the point. Right. But like, what I found interesting was that we horror fans can do that to anything, <laughs> even, yeah. even even if you just put together something like on the cheap as a really quick like whatever, um, you, you know, there, you're, there's going to be some stuff that you can pull out of it where you're like, what about this? What about this? Maybe even like that would inspire the filmmaker for the sequel or like whatever, which I always find interesting that people can do that, you know, like that. And, and that seems to be happening with this movie, which I find cool. It seemed like one of those like dare movies. Like people like, dude, this is like way too scary. Like this is going to scare the shit out of you. You know, like, like, like what a paranormal activity would have been or like, you know, like yep. an exorcist would have been during like a sleepover. Like this is gonna, this is gonna scare the shit out of you. Like that's <laughs> that's the vibe it felt too. It's like, can you do? You, are you, are, you know, are you a chicken? Are you gonna be able to sit through this movie and, <laughs> and not yep. be scared? Because I could see yep. myself in high school when that comes out, and it just like it scared me now. Like it's very scary movie. 
Yeah. But I could definitely see, like, if I was in high school or middle school, like, that would have been, like, like the most primo time to have something like that come and scare the shit out of you. The vibe that it, the vibe it most reminded me of was the vibe I got from what was happening with the, uh, the American remake of The Ring. Yeah. It felt, it felt very like, you gotta watch this. They're gonna have you seen, like, whatever, like, like, whatever. And then, you know, right? You, I like, there's some movies that feel like they're reaching out of the screen a little bit to get you. Like, Blair Witch Project has. That's what I was gonna say. You know, you can get lost, and now this is going to be in your head, right? So, like, Jaws had, you can end up in the water, Well, it, <laughs> and it, this is like, whatever. And, it hit, it, and it, Host it, is like, you can end up in virtual meetings. Exactly. Because everyone <laughs> everyone was trying to do their quarantinis, you know, talking to other people, and they're like, we'll have a little cocktail hour with our business. And then it's like, right. no. After Host, you're like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to get on there and start some foolishness. Um, right. Also, the kills were creative. It was, I mean, the movie itself is a really good movie. The fact that I think, yeah. I think they used like GoPro or something like that, and then they like made them look like webcam. If I if I remember correctly, I saw vaguely remember seeing some behind the scenes stuff. It just seems like it's so stripped down and so badass. And, like they had a cool idea and they just ran with it, and like it worked. Like it was yeah. just lightning in a bottle. It just it just worked, and uh, you know, I, I actually think it's more in that category of like a Blair Witch, where like when it when it when it comes it slams down and it grabs everyone's attention for a good for a good while and uh ho- hopefully the the next i think they always talk about uh, we follow a bunch of them on twitter like the actresses and, and the and the writer and they're always yeah. talking about like what they're doing next like i think they posted a photo of a meeting of a zoom meeting uh of them with like sam raimi if i remember correctly so yeah with, with him producing and their creativity uh that should be pretty some pretty good shit yeah, and I hope it goes well for them. You know, like I'm hearing, you know, really some disturbingly bad reviews of Wonder Woman, which is sequel. I've heard opposite. I've heard opposite. That's that's interesting. I, I heard some really terrible reviews of it, but it's it's you know I, I don't care if the reviews are bad. I I just care if they if they do good work and and you know it, of course you'd want them to have it be another hit and get good reviews and all the things, but sometimes. You can't have all the things, but as long as it's quality, like seventy nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. For some reason, I, I've only but seen you three reviews. Christmas George. I've only seen three. I've only heard three reviews for that movie, and they were all bad. I don't know why I got, I got unlucky in my in my role. But anyway, so 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 I think they're on to something uh, good, though. So I, for my for my next pick, I have. Um, I have uh, Invisible Man. So that's a joint Invis- one. That's a joint. That, that was yeah. going to be my next pick. So that lines up perfectly. So we'll tackle both of ours for this one. You know, and honestly, I think it's probably the best horror movie of the year. I, I, I have one higher than it, but it just means that it's more of my favorite. But Invisible Man is is definitely the best larger budget mainstream horror movie of the year. But that's not much of a category this year. <laughs> but I think it's probably yeah. also the best movie just in best horror movie in general it was so stylish it was so interesting it was such a it should have been such a disastrous take i remember when i heard vaguely what the plot was being so disappointed because i'm such a big claude rains original universal invisible man fan and you know when you start hearing about what the plot of this invisible man was going to be you do 
it could be a lot of things, but it wasn't going to be Claude Rains, right? Like it wasn't. So, um, and it just, they just really just nailed it. And then the diner scene is so special, right? Like it's just such an interesting, I saw a really cool take of uh, this article that came out about how, you know, that scene demolishes the idea of safe spaces, which is an interesting way to look at you know yeah. w what the meaning of that scene is <laughs> right and then th the fact that gaslighting which is you know become like one of the largest cultural problems that you know countries have to deal that with like in the, the modern world of 2020 right it, like the fact that it had that as its central theme and did such a good job with it i mean it's just it was the right movie right time right team great talent and and really scary and unsettling parts so uh, fucking great job. <laughs> yep. And he's doing Wolfman next with Ryan yeah, Gosling. I, I so, mean, like, load him up, dude. Give him all the universal stuff. Just got to be excited for that. And I think Karen right, Kuzma is doing, yes. I think she's doing Dracula. Oh, shit. That'll be amazing, too, most likely. Right. Yeah. And I don't have much to add on Invisible Man other than uh, I think it's I think it's great. I was watching some behind the scenes of how they did. Uh, oh god what's the lead actress's name um, Elizabeth Moss yeah of how they like like tossed her around the kitchen and it's like literally just like I, I think some of the shots are her and someone might be stunned double on like a wire and a dude in a green suit like just <laughs> you know <laughs> they have a wire to help it look like he's you know supernatural strength like he has the movie but I mean it's just literally like dude's in a green suit dude, he's gonna I, it blows it. my mind when you see an epic scene and then you see behind the scenes and you just see it's like people just standing around like it just blows my like there's a guy drinking a Dr. Pepper like five yeah, yards like away like I sent you the behind the scenes of uh, <laughs> the opening scene from Scream with Drew Barrymore and just yes. seeing those people like in their 90s you know dad shorts and high top <laughs> white socks yes. you know with lights and then, and then the fact that like Ghostface like kind of stabs and kind of look, looks up a camera you know like what yeah, yes I, the, I, I just i just saw a thing with uh where this the someone had, had tweeted that they were showing that the 4k restoration of dr no the james bond movie that's on amazon prime they cropped it or ratioed it weird or whatever so like they were trying to get more image on the screen but now you can see there's a boom mic in the famous like when Ursula Andress comes out of the water in the white bikini and like, oh, it was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Le legendary scene. Now there's like this boom mic just trailing around behind oh her God. in the in the actual movie that Amazon's showing. And like it's when you see it, you're just like, oh yeah, there's other people there. And it's so weird because I only think of that movie, that scene as like a poster. Like that's the most epic shot <laughs> right and now you realize there were like 12 people there like three of them were named roy like it's just weird you know what i miss not to go too off on a tangent on our list here but i miss the art of the behind the scenes remember dvds would have those really cool like produced behind the scenes look where they interview the actors the writers the directors the prop guys and just like Absolutely. take you take you on set like whatever netflix needs to add those like they need to like bring those back like i would love to like make one of those for like a horror movie and just like shoot the behind because i'd make such a god imagine if i did a behind the scenes thing how great how you know this be. this topic makes me mad so the, merry christmas so because <laughs> you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right you're absolutely right i mean nothing is more fun 
that's that's part of why we're such big fans of the Bravo list is because it felt like that. And then they think they're replacing it with things like Eli Roth's History of Horror, but that's not replacing it because you're only talking to like the top most famous people. It's not like the kind of I'll, thing you're describing. It's, the it's kind of thing you're like, describing is sometimes the most interesting thing, like we found out with Unearthed and Untold, a lot of the most interesting stories around the making of Pet Cemetery come from people who were like on screen for three minutes or were producers behind the scenes. That amazing Never Sleep Again documentary about the Elm Street series, one of the reasons it's so amazing is because they don't just talk to, to Robert England and Wes Craven. They talk to like, you know, other people. Doesn't Garen know Jason Blum? Get him on the horn. Let me make one of those behind the scenes. Give me a camera. I'll interview those fuckers. Right? I got the I credentials. I totally agree with you. All right, totally we're gonna th- I'm going to throw that out there. Okay, so we both had Invisible mm-hmm. Man. Um, yes. So that leaves me now, with two, two left. Yeah, I mean, here's my – so I've only got two. So my, the, the movie His House, which is the Netflix kind of uh, uh, ghost story, uh, which, again, is – it's weird. I don't, I don't usually worry about spoilers, but I'm, I feel like a lot of the movies I like this year – packed like a really good spoiler punch (laughs) (laughs) but one of the things i really like about his house is you know when you think about movies it felt like it was going to be a slow burn right Right. it felt like it was going to be and it got going pretty fast you know it reminded me of like you know, George Romero, as much as I, you know, as great as he was, you could tell he was getting a little more introspective as he got older. He was a little more, you know, aware of maybe the the, the message like he might want to be conveying. So, like, he, um, you know, some of his movies, they, they start really fast just for a second, but they can get pretty, like, slow where they're doing more establishing than they did in the in the old ones, right? Like, and that's what I kind of expected for this one. But, like, just like Land of the Dead took me by surprise from Romero because it gets started pretty quickly with some pretty cool stuff. Like, this is like that. Like, it feels like it's going to be a slow burn, but it starts out pretty, pretty interesting and pretty, uh, pretty shocking. And then it gets really kind of cool about the idea of trauma and, like, what. So one of the things was it it felt like it felt like the one the horror movie I watched this year that was relevant to 2020 and pandemic stuff but not on the nose. <laughs> right? Gotcha. So, so and that's what I really liked about it was because there's I a lot of people made stuff that was really on the nose or they were trying to do stuff that was on the nose and a lot of it didn't work, some of it did. Some things that you wouldn't think were relevant at all all of a sudden become relevant, like old George Carlin bits <laughs> like, mm-hmm. are all of a sudden yeah. super relevant again because of how foolish your people are being when, with 2020. But like this one was relevant, but not not too on the nose, right? So I just thought it was really good um, uh, and interesting. And, you know, I, it's weird because I didn't expect – I didn't see a lot of – I didn't see a lot of original horror that impressed me from Netflix, but this was great. If I had to guess, I feel like that would be the one that, uh, that pulls through. Cause even Alex and I saw the trailer of that one. And she was like, Ooh, that one looks good. And she like never says that about horror movies. <laughs> she right. <laughs> never right. says that about horror movies at all. <laughs> so I was like, man, mental check. 
We'll get around that one. All right. Cool. What's your next? So my next two are semi-cheats. Not really. The last one's really not, but this one sort of is. But I'm going to pick an episode of it, so it's kind of not. Uh, if you follow yes. that logic. Uh, I really liked Blind Manor a lot. And Me too. I'm going to go with an episode uh, of Blind Manor. Here. That way, it's at least some kind of an hour-long ordeal, and I'm not really pulling, pulling, pulling <laughs> wool over everyone's eyes. Um, I want to go with episode eight. And I actually like the title of this. I didn't know the title of this episode before we started watching it, but it's called The Romance of Certain Old Clothes. And that's like, that just sounds cool as fuck. Like, that sounds like, like I feel like I'm cultured now that I... <laughs> those those are all phrases from Turning to Turn of the Screw, the Henry James story. Oh, and, and Henry, that's what it's... And Henry James, like, he might might be one of the five greatest American writers who ever lived. So um, th- you're, there's going to be a lot of good chapter titles <laughs> in Bly Manor. <laughs> um, and I, I actually like this one, and it's, and it's directed by Axel Carolyn. And I, I Googled it to make sure I pronounced that right. Um, and she also did um, a short in uh, Tales of Halloween. Which we interviewed Andrew Cash for, and I don't, yeah. I don't remember it off the top of my head because there's like twenty, <laughs> there's a lot of goes there. Yes. But the one she, the second she directed was called Grim Grinning Ghost, and as someone with Haunted Mansion coasters on, uh, on his yeah. desk there, I think, I think I'm predisposed to enjoying uh, the likings <laughs> of Axel, uh, Caroline. But with, but to be honest with you, when that episode started, Alex and I both kind of groaned because we were like, oh, it's the episode where they go back and like It was inevitable that they were going to take this old mansion to win everything. You know, that shit was sort of new and all that other jazz. And uh, we kind of rolled our eyes at it. We were like, you know what? It's uh, second to last episode. Let's just take it in. And, uh, you know, then we'll, be, then we'll, you know, we'll be to the finale. And then we'll have this whole series, you know, under our belt. And, you know, we'll, you know it'll make for the best Halloween that we could possibly have because we really – we just i think we had our quarantine group together and we watched what did we watch let, uh, let, let me in let me in <laughs> let yeah. me in and then um we went to the haunted hayride where they had it you know nice and distance and like that was it and then blind manor so like that was those were the three things yep uh that we had and uh we were kind of like okay so let's see what this episode is and it ended up being our favorite episode like this episode is poetry in motion like this this episode is like it has that rhyme to it and it's got that rhythm to it and it's it's just amazing and um you know it's it's really funny that like when you started you're like oh i'm not gonna like this and then it just knocks the socks off you by the end of it when like when they finally resolve that episode's plot line and the next thing you know like you kind of just snap out of it and you forgot that you were just enthralled for like 50 minutes <laughs> for 15 minutes to- totally she also wrote uh, some episodes of the chilling adventures of sabrina which like you and me fucking love so like yeah, like there is something star. really, really magical in Bly Manor. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, 20 years from now, this becomes a thing. Like, something, like, I don't know how to explain, like, whatever, but there's something that living inside this series that is really unusual and cool. Um and it's really interesting because I there's a lot of it that annoyed me, <laughs> uh-huh. like more more than Haunting of Hill House. I felt like I was there were more times where I was like groaning a little or or annoyed, and then all of a sudden, just when I was like maybe this isn't great, like if something would happen, and it it I it was like I was in that universe. I right. I don't know. It, it was able to build 
a convincing like alternate place that you just never get that feeling and and that show had it right like it's really it's just something special in that show there was a um an iron maiden song that's based off an old poem that you were telking about the the Ryan the Ancient Mariner yeah Ryan yeah. the Ancient Mariner and i haven't listened to that song or read it but i've always been enthralled with the idea of it, of you structuring yes. something you structuring this visual and or this audio thing to a rhythm you know that's not yeah. music right you know like, yeah. like to me that's always gonna be cool and and this and this 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 felt like that like it had that yeah. it had that rhythm that repetition but like yeah. it kept getting darker the more it went on and darker the more it went on and like that is that is the fucking perfect way to put what was happening there you're right it was almost musical that's yeah. really interesting that you said it that way yeah, and, and, and it just, I mean, to me, that's the standout episode of the entire, you know, season. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, I think there, I I think I had other episodes that were probably, I don't know if that was my favorite, but, like, you could tell, first of all, you could tell, like you said, that it was necessary. It was definitely going to happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, it's like... It's like when you're watching the Olympics and you know they got to do like the 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 triple half twist like whatever like you know you know the whole rest of the thing is just bullshit like right. everyone's pretending they're judging what they're doing when they're like going in like whatever but no one really cares all you really care about is like that one jump right like and and you that that episode was that jump and a lot of shows stumble there right? yeah and they they nailed it like what it was so that's i mean that was really well done no i don't know it was it was a killer episode so and honestly out of all the the horror that i eventually did watch this year that was one of the most enjoyable hours <laughs> so, yep. so i had to yep. put it had to put it on there i didn't i, I didn't want to cop up and be like the whole season no i know that was my <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm afraid to say it that was no, good. I, yeah, no. That's a. I mean, it's a great. It's a great call. It's a. It's, you know, th there's there's something I read once that said like there are certain kind of artists where, they stick with you like so for the next couple of days it's like a cologne like got in your clothes like it's like <laughs> yeah. you just you just it's just kind of hovering around and pops in your head and like whatever like Bly Manor was, Bly Manor and Invisible Man were probably the only two horror properties mainstream wise to me that lingered <laughs> like What's in funny an interesting is, way i couldn't recite the words for you or maybe the rhythm a hundred percent but like i like i like i can still kind of like feel it like resonating like in my chest when i think about it i can almost feel like the the rhythms that da, da, da. Yeah. like like how just like how yeah. like the progression felt and like i just think that's like so unique that you can like leave that print you know yeah on, totally on Totally agree. And, and, and interestingly, I don't think Haunting of Hill House, which is probably a better executed series overall. I, I don't think I don't think it had that. I didn't. And it didn't. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which is really which is really interesting that, you know, like I don't even know which I would prefer because the other one was more sure footed and polished and definitely scarier. But Bly Manor was like it more magical <laughs> like dark yeah, magic it, right yeah it had its own it had its own you know flavors to it 
that that didn't suck. <laughs> that were that were great. <laughs> it didn't suck. Speaking of not sucking, my pick for my my number one pick for the year is the movie um, She Dies Tomorrow, which might be a little controversial for like real straight narrow horror fans because this is definitely horror but also very much black comedy so it's got a it's got a lot of heathers in its dna (laughs) Um, alongside of you know having sort of like the pacing of of like a slasher points like the changeling in some respects at points like it has a weird pacing to it but anyway the idea of this movie is just so genius and it's one of those that's like inevitable it's one of those ideas where when, the, when whoever wrote this when it hit them they were like i have to write a movie <laughs> right like if that like you can't not write this once you have this idea right but like the idea is there's this woman who has because it, it feels like a twilight zone episode there's a woman who has a premonition just out of nowhere, no explanation, but just this strong premonition that for her, there is no tomorrow. She's she's going to die tomorrow. So like her ter- she's out of tomorrows. So she just has this, you know, feeling this this hunch and she can't shake it. Right. So that's fine. But what happens is it turns out that her fear is contagious. She starts wow. infecting infecting other people with the absolute to be absolutely convinced that they're out of tomorrows that they're going to die tomorrow, and the fact that it spreads, right, like a contagion, is so interesting <laughs> and so cool, and it leads to such a, like there's great this movie's got great visual flair. It's it's laugh out loud funny at parts, right? So like, and then the acting is incredible. The actress who was in this, uh, or who directed it, sorry, who um, has been in other horror movies like You're Next, like horror fans would recognize her. But like, I don't remember her doing other movies. This might be her debut. I should have looked it up, but it feels like a young talent. Like it feels like yeah. someone. With something to say, right? <laughs> when well, you showed me the trailer and I saw it was produced by uh, like Neon, like the little, I think that's what the company's called. I was like, oh, this is about to be artsy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But like a good yeah. artsy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, totally, like, totally, it's going totally. to yeah. have some edge to it. It's going to be fun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's how I feel when I, just, I see that. I, you know, the fact that we live in what's, you know, like a once in a century frightening year. The fact that this is our wrap-up episode for the year and the fact that we live in the scariest year of my lifetime, um, you know, overall, like, there's scarier days and scarier moments. Like, 9-11 was scarier than this year, but to, to go on and on and on, right, like, whatever. Right. The fact that there was a movie that had something new to say about fear, but not this. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, not, it wasn't about this, right? It was about its own thing. But it had something new to say about fear, and it's so it's interesting laterally if you think about like the year that it came out, the year you live in. But it's also interesting, like going up and down, where you're like headed to a more interesting idea because it was saying its own thing. To be able to say something new about fear in this year is quite the feat. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so I'm going to give it the gold medal for that. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So my last one. 
is the half cheat not really cheat? I'm not considering a cheat. I don't know why I brought this up. Uh, I'm going with a, <laughs> I'm going with a murder documentary just to round it out. You know, fucking murder me, dude. And uh, I'm all for this. There's, you know, there's, and, and honestly, who doesn't love a murder documentary? I mean, anytime a good one comes out, like it starts trending and everyone's talking about it. Dude, you remember how obsessed I got with the staircase? Like yeah. how much I talked about it and how much I wanted people to see it. Like, and I, it was definitely the scariest movie of the year that it came out that I saw. Right. So like, I'm totally with you. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the uh, American murder, the family next door. Cause like we watched the Ripper one that just came out yesterday and it's really good. It actually, the Ripper one, the opening credits to that one is so unique and so well done. Like, even if you don't watch like it, the, the premise of like those murders doesn't interest you. Or, like you already know about it or whatever. Like watch that intro, like it is a beautiful intro. Like it's really good. Interesting. Um, and like you know, everyone there, there's been a, there's been a handful of others. Like uh, oh, you know what other documentary we watched that I could have? No, that's not a movie though, so I'm not gonna do it. I was gonna say the Nexium HBO documentary. Oh yeah, yeah. About that weird sex cult. That was a good one. That guy's an asshole. He actually just got sentenced like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so fuck that guy. Um, but Family Next Door was like the first one that like. You, know, you always feel bad for the people like because it's a murder but like usually a lot of these things are about murders that happened you know a long time ago and you know you really have no like connection to it other than knowing that like you know a human life was lost and like that's terrible and like you interview things this one made me feel bad like for the because he because this this dude just like snaps and kills his wife and two kids um and they show a bunch of like video of them and like their marriage and like their marriage seemed like kind of rocky from the fucking start uh, but then the dude just like completely goes off the deep end and uh, he, like he kills it so I mean everyone knows they're fucking dead it's called American Murder actually they call it Family Annihilators Family Annihilation wow. Family Annihilators which to me is the dopest fucking name for like a black metal band yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't even know that was a phrase wow yeah that's like the most brutal like <laughs> that's rough phrase I know <laughs> family annihilators like opening up for cannibal corpse um <laughs> but i but it makes you feel it makes you feel bad the part that um that really got me though is they have the police body cam footage of when um they're all missing and he comes home and he's like talking to his neighbors and the cops and like the dude like just fucking like murdered like his fucking family and like watching him like pull out his phone and be like i don't know where she's at she's not answering like and then you progress and then like they show it again like and you know from the start that he killed his wife so it's already weird but then like when they double down and they're like here now you know and they show it again like you're just watching a person with like the murders he just committed at the front of his mind and him trying to like act cool in front of like cops and his neighbors it's like i mean no 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 movie can like replicate it as oh, real yeah. as that. Like they can make you believe it, but they can't replicate sure. it to that. No, it, it, it's just, and it, and it's absolutely fucking uh, just, just, just horrifying. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I count documentaries as a, you know, they're the thing is I, the, the thing that always baffled me about not counting them is it's sort of like an insult to them, like they're not an art form, but they're definitely an art form. Like a good documentary, like, you know, the, you can tell the same story, but like in so many different ways, right? Like, well, and, they, and go ahead. They, they, they use the police body cam from like when he goes there. And then like this, this police guy should probably get like a, a 
Academy Award for cinematography just from having a fucking thing on his chest. Because there's this there's this shot. So they they uh they the guy they they're all over there. It's hit the cop. The guy who killed his family and like his neighbor and I think maybe a couple other people like on their phones trying to find out you know where the wife went. Maybe she went crazy, took the kids and went off somewhere. You know, but really they're dead. I think he put he took dumped the girls in like a gravel pit or something like that. It's like really fucking brutal, dude. Um, and uh, I think they're at the neighbor's house. The guy leaves right, and the camera is just like you know it's it's sort of like at a lower angle because it's down on this guy's you know shirt, kind of pointing up at him. It's it's not a pretty angle. So the guy who murders leaves, and the neighbor just goes. He just goes like this. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but like, but it feels like a beat in like a murder, like you know, like a David sure. Fincher, like you know, like some kind of like murder mystery film where like you know that that's like the detective's first. Yeah, someone would be across the room doing that to Robert Downey Jr., and then he would be turning around, going, you know, we gotta talk to this guy. Yeah, he just gave me one. He just gave me one of them. They go and they talk to him, and he's like, "That's he never acts like that." And it's just like, I mean, and, it, and I think it's only it's a um, it's not like a um, it's a it's a movie movie. I think it's an hour and twenty minutes, so it's relatively short. But right. man, that hour and twenty minutes really packs up. I mean, like there's that HBO Nexium documentary, but that's like a mini series of like you know eight episodes. You know, there's a lot of shit like that. Right. that really drag. The Ripper ones like six episodes or something like that. This 120 minutes boom 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 and then and then and then you're done and it just like it just beats you up like you know emotionally with like how brutal it was so that's interesting that that's really interesting that's interesting that because it, it you're you're giving me like a gone girl vibe which i always fought for gone girl as a sort of horror movie it, you know in its own right but that genre is an interesting genre so um because it's funny because you know there's a lot of people who have some like legendary scares and you, in horror, you know, people never talk about these movies, but there was a whole subset of movies like fatal attraction sleeping with the enemy hand, the rocks, the cradle Pacific Heights that were sort of horror, sort of not uh -huh. <laughs> right. But they all give you like that kind of similar vibe to what you're describing, even though those are fictional and this is, not but like it's that's a genre of, of well, I mean, film. like you know you know scare package had monsters invisible man had a you know crazy tech genius i mean and this one like you're looking at like a murderer like this guy right. really fucking did it and like when you go right. into watching it like you just can't shake that off and it just it leaves you unsettled you know it's it's hard to you know you can't compare it that kind of a scare or feeling to a horror movie because a horror movie we know we're getting it. You know, we're, you know what we're getting into. Like we're gonna go see horror movies, we're gonna see some monsters, we're gonna see some jump scares. The the level of unsettled this gives you is just like it's like in your gut. <laughs> it's just yep, like it's totally, just totally. it's just weird. I'm all for, I'm all for <laughs> it. Um, yeah, beautiful. Well, I mean, it's a weird year. It's a weird ending, but like that's you know, how it was always gonna be with this year. I guess. I guess. So I had a, yes. I had a. a a thing I wanted to do here. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, I, no. Uh, I'm, I'm real excited for this. So because a lot of the movies that came out this year got pushed back to next year, yes. and I don't know how many that were supposed to come out next year are going to get pushed back even further. I'm guessing they're probably just going to try to – I'm guessing it's probably going to be a cramped schedule next year if everything goes well and people get vaccinated and, and we get rid of this COVID thing. So I wanted to guess what my personal – that way we can look back at this. 
because I love doing this kind of shit at the end of the year, even though I've never looked back. I always say I will. Maybe <laughs> this will be the year I actually you do You do always say you will. I do always say that, and then I never go back. But I'm going to do it again because eventually I will do it, and I'll be glad that we did it. So I want to go through <laughs> and guess what I think my favorite film will be next year, and then I'm going to guess what I think yours is. So I have a list in front of me, and there's quite a few movies coming up that I think look particularly interesting, and some I didn't even know about. So, like, there's an Escape Room 2 that was supposed to come out in January 2021, which and there, oh. was an, there was an argument about the January release date. and Some people were saying, like, no, it's, like, it's not a place where they put bad movies. And then they cite, like, one or two good movies that came out in January. But, like, it's a bad year. It, if your movie comes out in January, you know what's going on. All right? right. All right, cut the shit. Um, Morbius, which is, like, a vampire set in the Spider-Man world. Uh, they're doing another paranormal activity. Now, this one I didn't know. Dark Harvest. Uh, it's uh, made by the guy who did uh, David Slade. He did Hard Candy and Thirty Days of Nights, and it oh, looks yeah. dope. It looks it looks crazy. Oh yeah, I have, I heard about that. Um, Halloween Kills. Yeah, uh, Bellum came out. I thought um, uh, it did. Saw or Spiral. Yeah, from the book of Saw. That was got Chris Rock, um, and then uh, A Quiet Place Two, which I was. I, uh, so I'm, I'm just going to make a jump here. Oh, Edgar uh, Wright has a, movie come, a horror movie coming out called The Last Night in Soho, which I haven't seen the trailer for. I'm kind of Oh, I heard about that too, yeah. So I wanna, here's my guess. Yes. I have a feeling that my favorite movie of next year will probably be... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I might actually go with this Dark Harvest movie. Because okay. it looks super Halloweeny and like pumpkiny, but just from the image that I'm on, I'm on screen rants right now. Here, I can actually send. You yeah, I get rant. no, I got, it. I, I pulled it up. I'm looking at what you're, what you're talking about. Okay, so I, it, that looks it, like a movie that Nick. Well, that's up. because it's a, it's an adaptation of a novel, so that's why it looks like that, and and it is very Halloweeny. So you, yeah, for sure. Okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that one, and then if I had to guess what movie you're gonna like. Do you have they announced a Brahms Boy Three? <laughs> <laughs> I they I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Brahms friends. So, part of me thinks <laughs> that like you would dig. There's not a part of me actually. There's no part of me that makes me think you would pick an Edgar Wright film as your favorite movie. I think you would like it, but I don't. I'm not yeah. going to go with Last Night in Soho. Right. Halloween remake grew on you a lot more than it grew on me. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Halloween ends might be because you also have a, a, a connection with the Halloween movies. Like when you were younger, you yep. saw it on TV. Yeah. But it's kind of an obvious pick. Yeah. And you're not an <laughs> obvious guy. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really thinking about this. I'm really thinking about this. Are here. we counting? Are we counting Candyman? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Because Candyman's definitely going to come out. And then I think isn't Scream coming out next year? Or maybe not. Maybe it's the year after that. And then also the conjuring so yes and i thought about Candyman. i think i thought you would go with candy man yeah i have a feeling yeah <laughs> yes i have a feeling that it'll probably be <laughs> oh well, don't breathe two comes out yeah uh i'm gonna go with my gut here okay i'm gonna go with my gut and it's gonna surprise you, and I think it's gonna—I don't because this is a pure guess because I haven't seen it. I don't know if there's even a trailer for this movie. I'm gonna go with The Conjuring. <laughs> the Devil Made Me Do It. 
Conjuring Devil made me do it. Because no. because that, and that's why I think it is. Because I knew you were gonna see that, and now and now all I have to do is wait and pray it's a great movie, and then I'm right. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. You're totally right, and it probably. I mean, it's got a better chance than the ones I'm excited about, probably, with the exception of Candyman. I mean, to be honest with you, Candyman is one of my absolute favorite horror movies of all time. So I can't not be. I don't, I, I don't, it's hard to imagine being more excited. It just feels like that that news has been around for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. It, feel, it feels and weird little, to, to be excited about it, right? And that puppet like, trailer that they released where, like, it shows how the Candyman legend became, like, that, remember yeah. that? It was, like, the cardboard yeah. cutouts. Like, that was fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was totally amazing. And I'm always up for new installments in Halloween because I do love that series and I am, you know, I do have a connection to it. But I I I think I think with without a doubt Candyman is the thing I'm most excited about. Now for you, you're you know, I think Dark Harvest is probably going to be your favorite movie of the year out of the ones that we're talking about. I think the dark horse here is you might actually get super surprised by Don't Breathe 2 because you loved that. Don't Breathe. You yeah. love that universe, right? And you, and so Don't Breathe 2 to me, but the weird thing is that movie has the highest bar in terms of figuring out how to make a sequel work. I was joking about that when I left the theater, right? Like, right. how are they going to, how are we going to get, how are they going to get a sequel? Like, <laughs> It's it seems impossible to take that story from where they left it without like a huge cheat, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. So so, but anyway, if they solve that problem, I think you I think that movie will be really, really interesting. That'll be fun because you. you love that uh, thing. And I I I have a hunch here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it here on record now since we're wrapping right. it up. I I just I have a hunch that. You're not a big Saw fan, but you might really like Spiral. I have a feeling like Spiral might take you by surprise too. I was looking at, I was looking at that. <laughs> I was just watching a Chris Rock interview like the other day. Because <laughs> you're, because you're not. I mean, not you, as far as I know, Saw is not even in your top like twenty or franchises no. of all time. But like, but I, I have the, I have a feeling about this movie. I don't know what it is. But I think you might end up really, really liking it. I'm excited it's, to find it's out. It's the same thing. Like you wouldn't have guessed that you would have liked the Child's Play remake. No, but I fucking love that one. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. So wow. same thing. So let's see if these come true. It'll be interesting. That's perfect. Easy. All right. Well, let us know what movies, listeners, you guys, let us know what you're looking forward to in 2021. Let us know in a iTunes review. That that'd be great. We had a lot of STLs. I forget what other challenges I had, but that didn't work. No one, everyone was like, no, nah, <laughs> but I think, I think that's probably something that's more exciting to type out and like, you know, throw out into the world of like, I'm looking forward to this five stars. I think that's true. I think that's true. So, okay. Let us know what you're looking forward to. Uh, this is, this is the last one for the, for the year. We're just going to, yeah. right. Last Hang in there, year. everyone. We'll see you on yeah. the other side. And then, and then we're kicking back to not Bravo. So we're going to yep. finish out of those. We, we, we're at the halfway point. So we were like, oh, let's take the rest of the year off. Yep. Iron out iron out the list because we were shaking out that list right before we record. Because <laughs> like, we like, it is it is cutting loose. Like It's hard, dude. That list is hard to make because like, yeah. something might come out like over Christmas <laughs> that we put on the list. I know. <laughs> you see, I mean, a lot of good stuff happens. Like We had Invisible Man on that list. 
That, that's, that's right. It came out this year. That's, so, like, if right. anything comes out, there was, like, some weird cartoon movie that's supposed to come out, like, in, like, a week or so. Yeah, something, there's a couple of those. The Something Man or something like that. It looks, it, I, it looks, it caught my eye. So maybe that's something. I don't, I don't know. We'll find, we'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. All right. Well, until next time, stay scary, watch a bunch of horror movies, and we'll talk to you guys uh, 2021.